Hello, I'm John Elliott and welcome to Spot On, the podcast that talks to people involved in business and public life about ideas to help Britain win. My background is manufacturing. I love making things and I'm always looking for ideas, policies, products and services to make this country a better place. That means they are spot on. Today I'm talking about customer experience and how to make this spot on. With Kay Cooper Fay, CEO of CXY, her company advises large firms on how to create a positive customer experience. Kate is a Chartered Director, Member of the Professional Board Forum, Fellow of the Institute of Sales and Marketing, and holds an MBA from Cranfield and a degree in Commercial Law. Kate, that's an impressive CV. In simple terms, what does CXY do for its clients? So, John, it's a pleasure to be here and thank you. Um, So, what do we do? We transform businesses and industries by understanding what truly matters the most to customers. Um, But we look at businesses in a very holistic way and we look at the customer very differently to what most organisations do. Um, So for us, most companies have multiple customers and it's not just the transactional customer. In today's world, we have the end user customer, you and I, the consumer, or we are selling products through um, distribution channels, wholesalers, strategic partners and so on. But equally, there's one really important customer that often gets overlooked in all of this, the internal customer our employees. We then have stakeholders, we have shareholders, and of course, with ESG legislation, we are now more and more and more aware of the community. And then we have our value chain, and people forget that they are also a very important customer. And here we are in today's world seeing a significant crisis in that value chain. And actually, if everyone's aligned, streamlined, and working together to achieve the same goal, for the customer, the world that, that seems place. to me a lot of things to do actually, <laughs> and I'm sure they don't all need the same treatment. Well, Employees are different to customers and stakeholders. Mm, see, I'd argue that maybe they do. So, and and the whole thing that we talk about is actually if we have a seamless, consistent approach to customer experience, then the rest will take care of itself. Okay, I, I agree. The same intent, but it need different content out of thought. So, talking um, to an employee who's there. 40 hours a week. Yeah, so so essentially everybody needs to be aligned to what matters the most to the customer. Well, I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. That's the easy bit. Absolutely. How do you communicate or how, what mechanism do you use to communicate to those different people? So we would essentially ensure that everybody is completely aware of what their customers are trying to achieve. You're taking me down a rabbit hole here, John. Um, and here we get into the realms of what we call customer success. And customer success isn't what people think it is. It is not account management. It is not support. It is about helping our customers be successful. And everybody needs to be aligned to that common goal. And if we bring all of those key stakeholders together and align them to that common goal, we achieve customer success, we achieve a sustainable business. You're right. I suppose my first thought was the customer that actually pays our wages. Absolutely. Because it's, it's very important, of course. Yeah. And I would, I would assume that was the main thing you would be interested in, but that is only part of it, or is that a, a major part of it? Um, well, I'd say that's only part of it, but it's a major part of it. It's where it all starts. So we would always start with understanding what matters the most to that particular customer set and then build on it from there. So how do you deal with difficult customers? (laughs) How should you deal with it? Well, difficult customers are always an interesting one, aren't they? And and I guess I would argue and say, if we do what we say we're going to do, we wouldn't have a difficult customer in the first place. Um, But I think when you look at the world of the consumer... So you think there are no difficult customers? Oh, there are loads of difficult customers. Uh, They're difficult for their own reasons rather than even if you're perfect. Oh, God, if if only the world was full of perfect customers. So how would you deal with those, those people who are difficult 
even though they shouldn't be? So I think, so, you know, the, the key thing is always, and we all know this, it's that wonderful word, listen. Listen to the customer and understand what matters Totally agree. Most. That's very underrated, actually, listening. Yeah. And I'm an expert on not listening, actually. <laughs> That's something I'm trying to do more of, actually. I think listening, actually. I can coach you with that, John. Good. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe an impossible task for you. I think it's two benefits, actually. You do learn more, but you're also respecting the person. Yeah. And they're both important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, one of the things that we've really tried to educate our customers is that personalization piece too. And if you're able to capture some personalization data, when you're then communicating with customers, it's a much easier conversation to have. That's right. What's the most common mistake you would say in dealing with customers? Um, the organizations think they know what the customer wants. They don't ask. Yeah. Very, that another simple one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But so true. Yeah. I know that uh, I'm involved in design of products, but I try not to design a product that I would like. Absolutely. I try to understand what a customer would like, mm -hmm. and also what they don't value as well, actually. A hundred percent, John, and we see this so often. We see organisations investing in so much stuff and spending millions and millions and millions on product development that a customer doesn't want. That's right, or doesn't value, actually. Absolutely, uh, it's, yeah. It's so easy to do things. As engineers, I understand the technicalities. That isn't that important to people. As no. long as it does the job, it's other things. Aesthetics may be important. Absolutely. And and not, I, you look at me, I'm not good at aesthetics. <laughs> and, I, and I love the Henry Ford thing, right? You know, we, we can't have a conversation around customer experience without speaking about Henry Ford. And, of course, if he'd asked his customers what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. But what matters the most, getting from A to B quicker. That's right the motor car so break it down to something simple actually yeah yeah don't get lost in the language in some ways no absolutely not absolutely what do you think i mean there's been lots of pro the pandemic's made the whole world different hasn't it? i think mm -hmm. we all agree with that and it's hard to believe actually that a year ago we couldn't fly to anywhere in the world it's almost impossible to believe that now isn't it but the airlines have had a tough time yeah and lots of cancelled flights mm -hmm. how do they deal with what is customers perception of that how could they how could they deal with it better <laughs> um, so the, the customer perception is always that the airlines are doing things for, for reasons that are commercial and all of that jazz. Which um, will be partly true. Absolutely, absolutely, because there's no point in running a plane if it doesn't pay for itself. Exactly. Um, and, you know, and again, that there's lots of other things that you could argue with that around the sort of sustainability piece, the carbon net zero piece and so on. But I think COVID's been interesting for me because I... I at the start of COVID, I think it was very interesting how all of a sudden we started to be more empathetic, more understanding. And if I'm honest, John, I think we made a lot of changes for the better. Sadly, um, post-COVID, I think we've gone back to our old ways of being and behaving. And some of those things that actually mattered then no longer matter today because we've all gone, Wee, the world's back to normal. Um, and I think with that, the, the customer has changed a lot. Our expectations have changed a lot. But I also think companies, a.k.a. rail companies, um, flight companies, have actually forgotten how to communicate as well. And actually by keeping the customer informed and telling them why they're doing things and being open, honest and transparent will actually improve the customer experience even when things go wrong. And we've all gone again, smoke and mirrors, and the curtain's gone back up. But sometimes they don't know what's gone. You know, it's, it's, it's quite complicated. Running an airline isn't easy. No, absolutely. And, and there's this... Same as the banks had problems recently with um, internet going down. Yeah. Got very criticised for it. Now, I'm sure they didn't intend that. 
and I'm sure they spent every hour possible to get it back on normal, but it gets criticised. It just people seem to enjoy criticising big organisations. Oh, absolutely! And at the end of the day, there are so many things that happen that are beyond our control. And I think you know we are very quick as a customer consumer um, to complain when things go you wrong. Think that's, the media encourages that as well. Do you oh, think? so much so, and also as well, good old social media today, right? Everybody loves to batter somebody on social yep. media, don't they? Um, you know, and it's very sad that we very rarely. Um, tell somebody when they've actually done a great job and congratulate people for getting it right. We don't say thank you enough, do we? Not at all. We don't say thank you enough. Uh, That's very true. But you're right, social media, Mm. it's similar to drivers. Some people become drivers, it changes their behaviour completely. (laughs) I I just came here today on a roundabout. I was a bit early going in, definitely, but I got a big blast, you know, so I made a mistake, you know, it wasn't catastrophic. It didn't cost that person half a second. No. But they've got a blast on the wall. I don't know why people change their behaviour behind cars or in social media. No, it's just aggression, isn't it? And I, and I think, you know, I, I've always... It isn't just aggression, isn't it? Well, it feels it. But I think sometimes people forget that, um, you know, we are all inhuman at the end of the day. We all make mistakes. Absolutely. And I'm a great believer in treat people how you would like to treat people yourself. But I think Or be treated yourself, sorry. But I think we forget that. And I think, again, with this whole customer piece and the way people will just, you know, slate companies... We forget that actually they are just run by human beings. And you're trying to do a good job. Yes, absolutely. Most people go to work to try and succeed, don't they? Of course they do. Publicly owned organisations have a rough time. Passport Agency is one example, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, health services as well sometimes get criticism for not being very customer-focused or customer, no empathy with the customer. Yeah. So how can, is that a problem that can be solved? Oh, don't get me on the healthcare piece. <laughs> um, it, it's interesting. I, um, I, I have to say, I think we are extremely privileged with our National Health Service. Um, I think they do an outstanding job with very, very limited resources and very little understanding. Um, my experience, certainly at the front line of our National Health Service, has been nothing other than extraordinary. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong, I have been there, I have sat in a waiting room for 16 hours with my grandmother, but she's been made comfortable and bought cups of tea and checked on regularly. I think they are absolutely superb. But I think they're stretched, and because they're stretched, um, there's a number of times when they can't always get it right and you can't please everybody all the time. And, of course, that's what we remember, and that's what we share and what's How what we talk about. How would you compare them, for example, with the supermarkets? You seem to be... <laughs> They benefit from dealing with customers well because we can work with our feet, can't we? Well, if Tesco don't get it right, we go to Morrison. Yeah. So therefore, it's quite important to them that the customer wants to return. Yeah, so there's definitely that competition piece of out of doubt. And of course, we don't have that in the public sector. Um, but of course, let's not forget, John, they are commercial organisations. Absolutely. No. Yeah. No, no, so. it's absolutely healthy for the organisation to make a profit. Yeah. If every yeah. company in the UK made a loss, we, the We'd fail. Absolutely, absolutely. To me, profit is the difference between what something's worth and what it costs. Yeah, and again, I think this is something that's quite interesting in the in the government sector, which I've worked in a few times now, um, and we fail to understand that commerciality failed to actually understand that if we did do things differently and that's right for patients, passengers, whatever that might be, that actually we would be far more efficient. Um, yeah. But could it be that they have no consequences, do they, of poor service in the health service? Their income is not dependent on their performance, either being rewarded for good or penalised for food service. Whereas in Tesco, you'll get, they want to win because they get success by working harder. I think you're absolutely right. I think there's no consequence, there's no focus and there's no education. 
around it either. So, um, you know, in retail world, the customer is always king, but you don't hear, you know, the patient's king when you're walking into a hospital, do you? So um, it's that whole perception piece and it's thinking about things differently. It's mindset a lot of this as well. I agree with you, actually. People in the health service generally, but most people are quite good anyway, aren't they? Most people would like to help people in difficult times. But they don't seem to value our time as a customer. No, um, no. Because it's not... On their agenda, and I don't think they see us as a customer, you know. And again, that you know that could be argued with the education sector. I, I think the customer is the person who pays the bill, so yeah. the government is the customer. Absolutely, we're an inconvenient uh, process they've got to go yeah. through to get yeah. money from the customer. Hence, my point at the start of this conversation, why we look at a customer very differently and through a very different lens. Can you give us a couple of examples, simple things? That companies can do to get better a better customer experience. <laughs> well, there's one there's one really fundamental one. Um, understand what matters the most to your customer, not what they want, not what they need, but what matters the most. Of course, to your that customer. won't be the same to all of them either, will it? Can you give me some examples of companies that get the customer experience correct? <laughs> well, I could have a conversation on customer experience without mentioning Amazon. Love them or hate them, they are absolutely outstanding at customer experience. By the way, they're not outstanding at customer service. There's a big difference. Well, now then, come on, explain that. <laughs> Sounds the same to me. So, customer service is simply doing what you say you're going to do. Absolutely simply doing that. So for argument's sake, John, you've got a lovely pen that I'd like to buy from you, and it's five ninety nine. and you promise me I can have it tomorrow morning before 10.30. And I buy that pen from you and I send the money across to you and you put that pen in the post and it arrives to me before 10.30 tomorrow morning. That is customer service. And they achieve that usually, don't they? My experience is... <laughs> Absolutely. Customer experience is that pen comes to me and it's put in a nice box and a little note from John. That's customer experience. That's emotional connection. That's what Amazon are outstanding at. They're also outstanding at things being seamless and consistent. So when things go wrong, it's a seamless and consistent resolve and they get things wrong regularly. Equally, what have they done that's absolutely superb? They have an outstanding value chain. So we don't buy that many products directly from Amazon. Amazon, what are Amazon? They're a distribution company, but they have multiple retailers who we buy products from, but they keep it consistent and seamless and we always get the Amazon experience. Do you think the customer's changed in the last 10 years? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> What's the main differences? More demanding. I think the customer's become a lot more demanding. I think particularly, you know, when we go into difficult economic times, our expectations are much higher. Um, we are much more cautious about where we spend our money. Um, and actually, it's not just about buying products and services. We want to buy great experiences. And if I'm not feeling great when I'm buying something, I'll go and buy it somewhere else. That's, and that's almost a sub, subconscious thing, isn't it? We might not be aware of that. No, absolutely. There's lots of things. Yeah, the, the ambience is almost as important as the physical. Yeah, and of course, the things have gone digital now as well, so much so through COVID. I think many organisations are struggling to create an amazing digital experience, and how do you do that? Um, and again, that's about that whole piece being seamless and consistent. And of course, you know, we could pick on, I don't know, pick on a, a luxury makeup brand. Um, and they could have an outstanding experience in store to then actually successfully translate that very well online during COVID and DPD turn up late. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of my Destroys case. the whole thing, doesn't it? Absolutely. Hence the whole thing about bringing everything together. Yeah. If there's one thing you could do if you were Prime Minister, what would it be? Oh, um, so 
I think the one thing I would do actually, and this is probably going to take us onto a whole new podcast, um, is I would make ESG compliance compulsory for all businesses. It's about not just sustainable and future-proofing businesses. It's about sustainable future-proofing. Explain ESG. Explain ESG. (laughs) So ESG for me is all about doing things the right way. Um, And when you look at what the three letters mean, though, can you just oh, environment, social, and governance. So environmental, social, and governance. Um, And I think if we are looking at our and the way we do things in our business world and our everyday lives around our environment, um, we would be much more sustainable businesses. We wouldn't all be traveling again and jumping on planes and going everywhere. And I challenge my team daily about travel. Do we really need to do it? Um, Not only because it cost me a fortune, but but also around the, the environmental piece. We then look at the social side and actually the social is about taking care of our customers, taking care of each other, all the great things we've just talked about here, John. Um, And then, of course, there's that community piece as well now. And every business in the world these days touches the community and, again, don't understand that they're a fundamental customer. And then we've got governance. Well, governance is just about doing the right thing in the right way. And I laugh that we're even having some of these conversations today because actually when any one of us jumps onto HMRC or Company's House and we set up a business and we pay £15 and we sign on that dotted line, we are committing to governance. Yeah, it's incredible that companies just don't think about these things today. Well, thank you, Kate, for your time today. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Spot On Podcast. Like and subscribe to keep in touch with future editions coming your way soon.